This is Richard Cloutier Reports on 680 CJOB. Greg Mackling for Richard Cloutier. The Grand Chief of the MKO has released a 10-point plan for economic development. And I would say that this program and, and this list of priorities and this list of 10 things as a plan really are talking about investing in community and made-at-home solutions. Sheila North Wilson is the Grand Chief of MKO. Uh, 30 of uh, Manitoba's First Nations, the ones that you rep- represent excuse me, in northern Manitoba, are facing some enormous challenges, economics uh, at the top of the list. You've released a comprehensive list of, of 10 things that you, you believe lead to a comprehensive strategy to help your communities uh, develop on several levels, maybe talk about the several levels you're you're trying to grow your communities. Yes, this is about a plan um, based on solutions that the community has has identified as ways that could improve the lives. And and as you know, you know we hear study after study being released saying Manitoba, Northern Manitoba particularly, has the poorest you know housing um, levels and even um, the the highest child poverty rates and the most houses that are likely to burn in a house fire um, you know that those kind of statistics and it's the reality that our northern people face and this plan is about not you know not necessarily more money but it's redirecting the money that's already going there and as not as a handout but but as a way to start building that nation-to-nation relationship that is supposed to be there, where we see that the money that comes out from the, from the region should be shared with the people that live there. And, and I'm talking particularly about the resources, even around Manitoba Hydro, especially around Manitoba Hydro. We pay the most amount of money to pay for electricity in the north, and yet most of that comes from our territory to come and benefit the rest of Manitobans, and yet we pay the highest without, you know, that that sharing of resources. And we know that that kind of a relationship makes a difference. We see that in northern Quebec, where where uh, this relationship is established, and child poverty rates are among the lowest in that area. So we have a lot of work to do, and and we have these are part of the solutions that could make that happen. Now it goes beyond basic and essential services, which in my mind should be a given. And just in terms of creating economic opportunity, bringing those essential services to those First Nation com- uh, communities should be an excellent economic driver. And you mentioned the fact that this isn't asking for more money from any level of government. I'm looking at you at the list of 10 right now. It's nowhere on there. So talk about some of the things that your communities, your First Nations can do for themselves in order to make this a homemade solution? Well, for one thing, um, I know that there is a, an, a level of interest in a pilot program to um, you know, start to build gardens within our own communities. And, you know, we used to have gardens. My parents are in their 60s and 70s, and they remember that every household used to have a garden when they were children. And that's why, you know, Garden Hill is called Garden Hill in northern Manitoba, because people relied on growing their own food for their own families. And they were they were healthier. They were they were um, self-sufficient. And over time, that started to change and the dependency started to 
um, be on the the food by the you know the monopoly retailer in the north, and this is creating unhealthy people. But I think there is a program called Nutrition North Program that's been helping this retailer to subsidize healthy food to be taken there. But you know the people that live there say they don't really see um, the subsidy program helping them currently as it is. So this this subsidy system called Nutrition North Program needs to be overhauled. And it should include, you know, the food, the gardens uh, that families are, you know, wanting to grow and be part of that subsidy when when it comes through. And and that's just one of the ways not only just to uh, lower the cost, but to start to bring, you know, healthy um, lifestyle back into the community. And we know it costs um you know, a hundred thousand dollars to for uh, someone on diabetes a year to be at the medical attention they need. That money could be redirected, you know, for more people for that same hundred thousand dollars for preventative um, measures to prevent diabetes in the first place. And this is just one area. Another thing we I was thinking about is, um, you know, the jobs. It's a myth that there are no jobs in the north because there are good jobs. Most of them require post-secondary education, including being a teacher, a doctor. Um, we have a lot of carpenters in the north, but there isn't enough work for them to do the jobs. So I'd like to see an inventory of the actual jobs that are there and who are filling them. And if, Greg, if you went on a plane on Sunday, Sunday or even Monday morning here in Winnipeg to go to Thompson, you'd have a hard time finding a seat. Yep. You'd have to probably book ahead because there's lots of southerners, good working hard southerners, going to the north to these jobs and that and you know that that that's that's okay but at the same time those jobs that are being filled up north should be filled by people who live there first and then the extras go to everybody else and this is a gigantic conversation and i apologize that we don't have longer to participate in this but we will do it again but i did notice that five of the ten points are really around energy and different forms of energy and energy development. In particular, the idea of expanding Indigenous-led geothermal services, wind and solar projects. Are you on the cutting edge of this? I know that this has been in, in the works and the ideas by a lot of you know intelligent people in the past, and, and even including the late Elijah Harper used to talk about these kind of initiatives. And I think it's just a matter of time that we're going to see these So we might as well get on board and and make it happen. Sheila North-Wilson, Grand Chief of the MKO. Richard Cloutier reports on 680 CJOB.